My voice is okay this way, right? My voice is audible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. I know we've heard that phrase um, many times. You've seen it in scripture. You might even know it to um, a certain degree and um, by experience too, or like I said, to a certain degree, we know it. So, but today, just want to look at it um, deeper, you know, a bit deeper, just to understand, just to help us so that when we understand what the fear of the Lord is, you, you will realize that it is something to delight in, not something to run from. So, um, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. I know I give, um, the way we do it is, I have, I have some things written down here, um, which I will start with that before we even go to the scripture that I gave us. Those are just some scriptures. There are many scriptures that talks about, many scriptures that talks about the fear of the Lord, or, you know, talking about, oh, so, 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 and so, this will happen to them who fear the Lord. So, um, when you talk about fear, right? In, in the in the Hebrew language, um, the fear of the Lord is called. I might not be pronouncing it the, the right way, but I think it's pronounced. You are Yehovah. Or is fear. So you are Yehovah, which is Jehovah, which is the fear of the Lord. And you know, like we've said before, and if you look into it, you see that Hebrew language is very deep. It's not like you know English language that it's a bit surfaced. Um and that word means a lot of things. It means a lot of things when it is concerned with God. And the first scripture I would like us to read, just to see something about what the fear of the Lord is, is in Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11, from verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 11, verse 1 to 3. In Isaiah 11, he talks about, he's talking about the Messiah. He's talking about Christ. You know, this was as Isaiah, one of Isaiah's prophecy about the Messiah. And it says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Verse 2 now says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Verse three now says, 
His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. The Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. So, Amen. from this Amen. scripture, one thing, when I, when, I, when I was led to this scripture, one thing, the first thing that came to mind is the spirit, the fear of the Lord is a spirit. That's the first thing I, I established. It's a spirit. Because if you read this, it, it, it speaks of the different spirits that will rest upon the Messiah. Ultimately, it is the spirit of the Lord. And then he goes on to say the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and then announces the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So it is a spirit. And then verse 3 now says, the Messiah's delight will be or is in the fear of the Lord. And we'll see at least a reason why that is so. Um, when he says that his delight is in the fear of the Lord, meaning that this spirit, right, is actually a good spirit to possess, to have, or to be upon you. That's another thing. Um, I'm reminded of the scripture in Psalms 19, verse 9, which talks about, again, the fear of the Lord through the mouth. This is through the mouth of David. One of the Psalms, it says, the fear of the Lord is clean and is enduring forever. You know, when we talk about, oh, God has not given us, um, we know that scripture, right? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind, right? Yes. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah, when you read, but in our side, you hear, oh, fear of the Lord, fear. So somebody who might not understand that these two types, these two fears are different. They're not the same. It's not the same. That's why that Psalm 19 distinguishes this particular one. It says the fear of, it's called the fear of the Lord. It says the fear of the Lord is clean and is enduring forever. In another place, um, in Proverbs, you hear that the fear of the Lord that makes that will cause one to depart from evil. Have we have we seen that before? Have we come across that before? Yes. yes. So you establish that this this spirit is a good spirit to have. Whereas the other one that talks about oh God has not given us the spirit of fear, it is also a spirit, but that fear. You see, that fear is not rooted in God. And that type of fear is not the one that God has given us. That's why it says God has not given us the spirit of fear, right? But of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So there's that difference. The fear, God does not want us to fear any other thing. The only fear that we should have is the fear of the Lord and then We'll look at what is really the fear of the Lord. But the first thing, like I said, it is a spirit and it's a good from what Isaiah 11 talks about when Jesus said, 
when he says that the Messiah, his delight is in the fear of the Lord, meaning it's a good spirit to have. Um, Psalms. Okay, before I even go there, let me go to, um, let me go to a definition I saw. A definition I saw somewhere talking about the fear of the Lord, what it means, what it actually means. You know, when you read scripture, you read different parts of scripture, you see, um, which we'll do, we'll look at different scriptures um, that talks about the fear of the Lord and see what it says and try to understand why did he say this concerning the fear of the Lord. And with all this information, you come up with an understanding and a knowledge to understand that, okay, there is something about this spirit. There's something about this, um, the fear of the Lord that is actually good. So what does it mean? So it is, it was something written by, um, I think it's a Jewish rabbi. His, his name is Louis, um, if I'm pronouncing it rightly, Louis Verberg, but it's T, T Verberg, Louis Verberg. And it says, or he says, that the fear of the Lord means to always be reminded that God is watching and to realize the importance of living according to his will and to be reassured of his constant care. Should I say that again? Yes. So it says the fear of the Lord means to always be reminded, to be cautious, to always be reminded that God is watching. We serve a God that sees in secret. We serve a God that nothing is hidden from him. So whether I'm alone in this place or I'm in public, the Lord sees all. So the fear of the Lord means that means to always be reminded of that fact that God is watching one and to realize the importance of living according to his will and to be reassured of his constant care. I will just add his constant care and love. To realize, goes further to say, to realize that God will discipline and chastise those that he loves. It is also a positive reverential relationship with God that causes us to live with integrity, love and obedience to God, which ultimately transforms us. I'll repeat the second part. It says to realize that God will all will that God will discipline and chastise those he loves. It is a positive reverential relationship with God that causes us to live with integrity, love, and obedience to God, which ultimately transforms us. So it is a spirit that God puts in his children, in his people. And that spirit that he puts there seeks to produce righteousness. This one, I, I added this one. It's the spirit that God puts in his children that seeks to produce righteousness. 
right standing with God and to please him. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So from this definition, you see that the fear of the Lord is, you come up, there are a few words you come up with when he talks about the fear of the Lord. And this, this is like um, the Hebrew meaning of the fear that when he's concerned with God, he talks about honor, talks about respect, talks about reverence, talks about true worship and awe. These are the words that are related to the word, the like fear when it has to do with the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And I want us to look at some scriptures, just to be looking at some scriptures that talks about the fear of the Lord to help us to understand certain things that are, you know, that are um, attached or that scripture attaches to that phrase, to the, the fear of the Lord. The first one is Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16, verse 6. Proverbs 16, verse 6. Says, in mercy and truth, atonement, is provided for iniquity and by the fear of the Lord one departs from evil so when I was reading this like I said we'll go through different scriptures and just try to unwrap what it says about the fear of the Lord when I read this it says in mercy and truth atonement is provided for iniquity and atonement is 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 basically um, propitiation for sin, so sacrifice for sin, right? In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. When I was reading it, it says in mercy and truth. And I'll explain, I'll explain later, I'll link it to a scripture which gave me a deeper understanding of how God purges iniquity. Do you remember that scripture? In fact, probably I'll just say it now. Remember that scripture that talks about um, um, that if we confess our sins, right? He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And yeah. we didn't stop there. He says, and cleanses and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I think it's first John chapter one, verse nine, if I'm not mistaken. So if you look at it, it mentions two things there. First thing it says, God is faithful and just. If we confess our sins, right? He's faithful and just to one, forgive us our sins and then cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If you read that, you might just read it through, but you, 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 one might not pay attention to the two things that are mentioned. Those two things are needed. First is what? Forgiveness, which is tied to God's faithfulness, his love to us, his mercy, right? To forgive us our sins. But God is also just. 
and must purge sin. So that's why it now goes further to say he's faithful. The mercy part takes care of, um, reassures his faithfulness that he will forgive us our sins. And then the just part makes sure that he deals, he purges that thing that caused us to what? That caused us to commit that sin, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making sense. So God will do two things. Yes, he'll forgive us, but he'll also, through his dealings, will make sure that he seeks to, if we're willing, he seeks to what? Cleanse us, to purge that thing so that it will not happen again. Do we understand that? Do we get that? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, so when I read this, right, in mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. That's why I linked it to that scripture. So your sins, but then that says, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. The thing is, whenever that happens, right, because God uses his dealings to what? purge flesh, to purge those tendencies that might cause one to commit that sin again. So he will cleanse every unrighteousness. That unrighteousness that caused us to sin. When he cleanses, what he uses to cleanse it is what? His, his judgment, his dealings with us. And also what he now continues to, if we go further, when we grow in the fear of the Lord, it will what? It will help us to depart from evil. If we go back to the definition I gave for the fear of the Lord, it says the fear of the Lord means to always be reminded that God is watching. Isn't it? And to realize the importance of living according to his will. And to be reassured of his constant care. To realize that God would discipline and chastise those that he loves. That's what scripture says, that he chastises those that he loves. And if you read that, it's in Hebrews 12. When you read it, you find out that the end of that chastisement is, of course, it's not to kill us, but to make us better. And also for to produce a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Every dealing of God that we allow him to work in our lives will always produce righteousness within us in that area it seeks to produce righteousness and one of the things that god will will, will, um, will bless a man with that he deals with is the spirit of the fear of the lord it is what makes that person conscious of god at every point in time whether in secret or in public to always remember Again, going back to the definition, to always be reminded that God is watching and to realize the importance of living according to the will of the Father and to be reassured of his constant love or constant care, knowing that he will discipline and chastise those that he loves and to understand that to have that reverential 
you know, uh, uh, um, how do I put it? To have that reverence. Let me just say, to have that reverence toward him. And all this causes us to live with integrity, love, and obedience to God. You see, whenever we go through the chastisement of the Lord, he produces, like I said, a wisdom, a scar that will cause you, even when Satan brings that temptation again or that thing that caused us, when he brings it again, right, will remember the Lord, will always remember the Lord. Make sense? Yes. Okay. So the next... Okay, the next scripture I have here is Proverbs 22, 4, which says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. By humility and the fear of the Lord. You see, put those two together and I will come, I will use this to link to the scripture in Psalm 25 that, you know, part of the um, scriptural reference. I'll, you, I'll link it to that when we're talking about that later. But by humility, let me just open Proverbs 22.4. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. So you see here, it, 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 it gives us a benefit gives us a benefit of again this spirit which is called the fear of the lord it adds humility because um again one has to bible says humble thyself under the mighty hand of the lord and he shall exalt thee in due season so we know that by the fear of the lord comes true riches in god honor and then life if you read further verse 5 of proverbs 22 you will see it says thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse he who guards his soul will be far from them that is will be far from thorns and snares which are in the way of the perverse Verse 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I'm reading further. Sorry, hold on. Let me just get something. I'll explain why I'm reading further in that scripture. So when you look at the word perverse, right? Um, what you see is, Perverse means showing a deliberate and obstinate desire to behave in a way that is unreasonable or acceptable. So perverse, when you link that to walking with God, a person who is perverse is somebody that deliberately is not reasonable. And, and for me, the... the, the, the definition of being unreasonable when it comes to God means a person who has refused to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. 
someone who has refused to someone who has refused to knowing that knowing what God has done for them, right? He has ref, he or she has refused to yield to God. He or she has refused to seek the Lord, seek His will, or seek to do His will. So it says, showing a deliberate and obstinate desire to behave in a way that is unreasonable and acceptable. And that is the opposite of somebody that has the fear of the Lord. Somebody, has not have, somebody who does not have the fear of the Lord will not be conscious, will not be reminded that God is watching one, will not realize or will not understand or realize the importance of living according to his will. And because also he, does, he will not be reassured, because he's not reassured in God's love, he, would, he or she would behave in ways. They will not walk in faith, basically. And they will always evade the discipline of God. They will always evade the chastisement of God. So this person is said to be what? Perverse. Does, does that make sense? I was just trying to explain that so that I can go for that in the explanation. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Okay. So when you read it again, it says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Take note of the word there, life, life. So, but he now tells you the opposite. It says, but thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. That is in the way of the one that has not walked in humility and in the fear of the Lord. Then he now says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. What do you think he's talking about? To me, I believe he's talking about the fear of the Lord. Train up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the fear of the Lord. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You see, I'll use this. I'll use myself as a personal example. Even when I was on the other side, right? Um, when I was still fully in the world yes um brought up in a um quote unquote christian home and a and a <laughs> i like to say church going home but yeah we, we all probably came from christian background you know but um i was not I wouldn't consider myself a Christian, but there were things, there were things that um, probably our parents taught us, my parents taught me, or I learned in church, those times I used to go. And even when I was in the world, there were certain lines I could not cross. There were certain lines I just could not cross, not because of anybody, but there was just this fear of God even though I was doing, you understand, even though I was in the perverse side, but there was just this fear. There was a fear. And some of the things, of course, these things are spiritual. Prayers have gone forth for you. Um, but there are also things that, you know, God will make sure for his, for those, for his own, God will make sure at, 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 
at the early stages of their lives, he will plant that fear. There's that fear. That thing will cause a person not to cross a certain line. Does that make sense? So that thing becomes, it becomes a seed that he can use when it is time to now draw the person to know completely now to himself. Does anybody uh, relate with what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And I believe it's the fear of the Lord. It's the fear of the Lord. It's the fear of the Lord that will make a person, that make a person, even though they say, ah, people are doing rituals to get you that you are not a faithful Christian, but you will not, you will never do it. You say, ah, no, God forbid, no, this one I will not do. <laughs> You understand? There's this one. There's a certain fear. It's the fear. If this is the fear of the Lord that causes some people, that causes a lot of people not to again not to cross a certain line. They might lie. They might commit fornication. Some their own is they will not commit fornication. For some is, you know, but for some, for many is they will never commit murder, at least in 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 the sense that we know murder of taking someone's life. Because there are certain lines some people, many people cross. It is evident that that spirit is not there, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So when he says, turn up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I believe that it is talking about the fear of the Lord. And then, so, just to buttress that point, there was a statement. You know, remember when Abraham went to, was it Egypt? I think it was Egypt. Him and his wife. Was it Egypt? I think it's Genesis chapter 20. Okay, I don't, maybe it's not the Egypt one. Okay, Gera, Gera, yes, Gera. Him and his wife. Um, and he told where he said, oh, that his wife, he told his wife that she should say that uh, she is his sister if they ask, you know. And Abimelech took Sarah, you know, because since he says this is an admired her, she's beautiful, took her, wanted to, you know, make probably make up his wife. You know, but in the night, God now came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, indeed, you are a dead man <laughs> because the woman whom you have taken, she is a man's wife. And it says in verse four, but Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he, did he not say to me, she is my sister and she even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. That is, I have taken her away because they said she's his sister. And God now said to him in the dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. So it was God that put that thing in him. 
Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you are surely, you shall surely die, and you and all of who you, who all of who are yours. And then Abimelech came in the morning, Abraham, why would you do such a thing? What what was in your heart that you know that you would make me that you would do this kind of thing? Why did you tell me she was your wife? And then in verse 11 of Genesis 20, he said something. Just to buttress my point, he said something, and Abraham said, This is this was the reason why he took that route. He said, Because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will kill me on account of my wife. You see, it is the fear of the Lord that the world, the world as we know it, does not have. So if someone who lacks the fear of the Lord will do, will go to any length, any cost to get what they want. You understand? Whereas for us Christians, the fear of the Lord is a is something that restrains us, is something that causes us to act in accordance to what God wants, what God desires. It's the fear of the Lord that will make a man seek the will of God concerning a matter because he does not want to act in a way that is unreasonable and unacceptable unto God. It's the fear of the Lord that would cause him to also act in a certain way that is pleasing and acceptable unto God. It's the fear of the Lord that will cause him to also seek the will of God because knowing that that is what will matter even at the very end, the will of the Father. All these things. That's why that out of all, if you again, if we go back to that Isaiah 11, you will see out of all the spirits that was mentioned, right? The spirit of wisdom that the Messiah possessed. It was the fear of the Lord that verse 3 described that his delight will be in. He didn't say his delight will be in the spirit of wisdom or the spirit of counsel. No, it says his delight is in the fear of the Lord. And the next thing he says there in that scripture is he will not judge by the, by the, by the sight of his eyes nor of the hearing of his ears, that is his physical ears or his physical, what he sees or what he hears, but he will judge righteously, meaning he will judge according to the will of God. It's not His judgments are not going to be based on sentiment, not going to be based on physical senses, but on that which pleases the Lord, that which is the will of God. That is what his righteous, his judgments will be based on. And that is because that spirit rests upon him, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Remember, it's the spirit that also helps us to realize the importance of living according to his will. Make sense? If I go further. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, the next thing I want to mention is um, one of the scriptures I put there was Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, which says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Right? And then, so just pin that there. I want to open to, we'll come back to it. I want to also open to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. It now says what? Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Again, pin that there. If you go to verse 29. Verse 29 says, Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Again, if you, if you read the whole of this from verse um, 20. You see why this verse was mentioned. It says, because they hated, um, okay, the, the previous verse says, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. It says, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. And then Proverbs chapter 2, verse 5 says, then, talking about, again, talking about wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2 is talking about wisdom. And one of the benefits of wisdom, it says, Then you will understand, if you seek her silver and search for her hidden treasure, it says, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So going back to the first one I mentioned, Proverbs 9 verse 10. We'll look into it now. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The other one also says, Proverbs 1.7 also says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So the fear of the Lord, from what we've said, is what will help you to understand the mind of God or to seek to understand the mind of God. And when you know the mind of God and then you do it and then you do it or you do the commandments of God, you grow in, his, in the knowledge of him. You grow in understanding because the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So, as we've been saying, the fear of the Lord is that which, what? Reminds us that God is watching. So you have that knowledge. And because of that knowledge, also because of that knowledge, there are certain things you will not do. There are certain ways or pathways you will not even walk on. You will not even, no matter what is there, because you understand that you serve a God who sees in secret? I'm not just saying secret physically, even in the meditations of our heart, even in the heart. Because of that knowledge, that is an information, that's a knowledge. Because that knowledge is not a knowledge that everyone has. For example, in scripture, K 
Cain did not probably, probably did not have that under, did not have that knowledge. So he killed his brother. And when God came to ask him, where is thy brother? I said, ah, do I know? Am I my brother's keeper? He did not understand that there is, there is the one who sees in secret. Now nothing is hidden from him. It is this same, it's this lack of this, again, fear of the Lord, that people will think that they can kill, commit murder in the night, bury the person, nobody will see it, and feel that nobody saw them. It's not true. If he knew that God was standing there, he, would, he or she would not do such a thing. Isn't it? Do you guys agree? Yes. Yes. If 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 people knew that God was always standing there, even if they turn off all the light, if you if you, if they knew that He's there, many people will not do certain things. If they knew that even in the heart He's there, He can see it very clearly, very. Is naked before him. When certain thoughts cross, ah, they will just know, ah, Lord, I'm sorry I thought of. You understand? They will be, it will help them to be conscious of the Lord, which produces righteousness. So it's a knowledge, it's a, it's a knowledge that helps. So that's why it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning. The beginning of wisdom there is, it's, it's the beginning of you knowing the right thing to do. Wisdom is the, the way I would define wisdom is, is the right or the appropriate application of knowledge. But as we have read, the fear of the Lord produces both knowledge. It is the fear of the Lord that gives you that knowledge to know what to do to know okay to understand something to know something about god that god sees in secret and because you have that knowledge it will cause you to act in wisdom it will cause you to apply that knowledge which you know appropriately so the fear of the lord also produces what or is the beginning of wisdom also the beginning of knowledge So, um, let me see. Proverbs 2 5. Okay, Proverbs 2 5 that I read says, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And when you find the knowledge of God, again, when we practice these things, if a person keeps doing the will of God, what happens is they'll begin to know God more and more and they will begin to find out the ways of God. When we talked about, I remember when we talked about, um, um, what's the name? Faith, right? Last week. And I think it was Emmanuel that spoke of the ways, ways, the ways of the Lord. See, God, 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 um, Scripture says that God made his acts, 
the Israelites saw only his acts, but Moses, he showed his way, his way. God only shows, um, it's not everyone that God reveals his way to. The ways of the Lord are domiciled at a, at a realm, at a point of intimacy with the Lord. And for one to get to that point, they have to go through the path of what? Doing the will of God. is when you ask, The person is doing the will of God. They begin to know God more. They begin to, or so, yielding themselves to the dealings of the Lord. And through his dealings, you begin to know the Lord. You begin to know certain things. That's why the script, the, the script, the, the one of the scriptures that I put as scriptural reference, um, Psalm, in Psalm 25, there's a place, I think it's verse 14, it says, the secret of the Lord are with them that fear him. The secret of the Lord are with them that fear him. Um. There are many benefits. There are many, many, many benefits. And again, when I began to really ponder and meditate on a lot of these scriptures about the fear of the Lord, about the fear of the Lord, you know, some other scriptures began to make sense. You know, when Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. We know that passage, right? Yeah. Yes. And I began to understand that fear there is talking about the fear of the Lord, which is all that we've been talking about. When we understand that the fear of the Lord is, is a good thing. And one thing I, when, again, when I was pondering on this and understanding dropped, which is the fear of the Lord also produces or is equivalent to the love of God or to the or to love for God. I believe that no one can truly love God except they have this spirit. And that is why, again, going back to Isaiah 11, talking about the Messiah, that is why if you find out all the spirit that was mentioned, you will not see we didn't see, oh, the spirit of the love of God. What we saw is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And it is that one that now reveals that it is in, this, it's in the fear of the Lord that the Messiah, what, delights in. As I began to ponder, ponder, meditate, I began to understand, I started to see the connections that it is the fear of the Lord that actually produces true love for God. Because Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my word. It is he that loves me that keep my word. And the person that truly keeps the word of the Lord or seeks to do the will of God is the one that loves him. And the reason why somebody would do that is because they understand or they have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. 
It is the fear of the Lord that makes a person realize. If somebody does not understand or realize why they need to, or the importance of doing the will of the Father, they will not do it. We will not do it. If someone does not also understand that God sees in secret, or we serve a Father who sees in secret, who will misbehave or will act in perverse ways. If someone does not understand that it is the love of God towards us that he also chastens us, they will evade his chastening. If we don't understand that all these things is because of his constant love and care for us so that we too can act in ways that what produce integrity, love, and obedience towards him, and that will also transform us to also pour out this love that we have received even to our fellow man. So I just I was just pondering, pondering. So that's when that understanding came and I put it down. The fear of the Lord produces or is equivalent to the love of God because he produces is the love of God is not it's not infatuation it's not it's not feelings though feelings are involved I'm not saying they're not involved they're actually involved but that's not it Says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And again, we talked about faith last week. And we re revealed that, you know, all those things that were said by faith, this person did this, did this. You realize that faith is what produced a work, an action that confirmed their love for God. Make sense? Yes. 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 So when you look at that scripture, like I pointed out before, work out your salvation with fear. So the fear there is this fear of the Lord. And then the trembling is also like it. it says with fear and trembling. And I'm remind I was reminded. I was reminded of a scripture, Isaiah 66, verse 2. Isaiah 66, verse 2. Okay, maybe I should do, do what I did last week. Let me okay. share my screen. Your screen eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't come to mind. Yes. Let me share my screen. Uh, Okay. Can you guys see it? Yes. Yeah, I can see it. Awesome. So, so when you read it, this is talking about, remember one of the words that when talking about the fear of the Lord is honor, respect, reverence, true worship, worship. And this scripture is talking about the difference between false worship and true worship. 
So it says, thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? Because you, you realize that heaven is not, is not the dwelling place of God. It's God's throne room. At least this scripture reveals that. Verse 2 now says, For all things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But in this in the next part, he now reveals the one in whom he looks to. That is the one he finds delight in. He says, but on this one I will look on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit. What's that? Is that not humility and meekness? Yeah. Right. And he says, and who trembles at my word? Trembles at my word, that means the one who, what? fears my word again the one who seeks to obey my word the one who to tremble at his word is to reverence his word is to obey his word because you reverence it is to is to take his word seriously is to love him because keeping his word is loving god that's his love language do you understand so it goes, it, it takes us back to that place in Proverbs 22, where it says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Yeah, I just wanted to explain that trembling part where it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So work out your salvation with these two qualities, the fear of the Lord and trembling, which is, again, the will I say the sister or the cousin to the fear of the Lord they go hand in hand and then talking about um again okay before I go there if you read this it, it tells us what is true worship because when it begins to talk about oh he who kills a bull is as if he slays a man he who sacrifices a lamb is as if he breaks a dog's neck trying to say that God does not delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices of animals. What he actually delights in is what? When we tremble at his word, when we fear him, when we love him. And there's a script, there's a place in Hebrews. Is it in Hebrews? Yes. I think it's Hebrews 10, where is talking about the difference, was talking about the difference between the old covenant, which was bulls, sacrifice of bulls and horns, bulls and uh, 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 lambs and you know, animals. But the new covenant, which is doing the will of God. And if you read in verse If you read in verse from verse five, it says, therefore, when he came into the world, that is Christ, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. That means this did not please you and this cannot please you. 
Now says, then I said, behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. But I want to, this is, this is, this is a, this is a Psalm. This is a Psalm of David, which God, it was um, prophetically written, but it was the words of Jesus, but spoken through the mouth of David in Psalm 40. Six to eight, the same thing. You can see it. it. Says sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. That is my ears you have opened, so that I can hear you. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will. Oh my God, and your law is within my heart. I'm saying this because, again, the only one who will say this is the one who delights in the fear of the Lord. Because, again, it produces righteousness. It produces true love for God. When we see, whenever we see Whenever we see um, quote unquote Christians who um, do not either did not understand this part, did not understand that the fear of the Lord is also equal to the love of God, because it's the fear of the Lord, like I said, that will produce love for God, and it's the love for God and of God that will even make us to treat our fellow men with true love and care with the love of Christ. Since the love of Christ compels us, there are certain things again you will never do because of the love of Christ. And it, and it is the fear of the Lord that God used to put his love in us. So um, I just wanted to mention this scripture to link it to the fear of the Lord, but let me let me let me pause here. And I've said quite a number of things. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let me pause here. Please, does anyone have anything they want to see? And just open the floor for us to say something. Anyone has anything they want to share, even while I was talking, or based on what we studied ourselves, what your own, um, what the Lord revealed to you, based on your understanding of the fear of the Lord. Please, let's share. Anyone? Mm. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. A lot has been said. A lot, really. But I just want to, you know, me. I I always kind of I, I have this question. Like, how many of us like uh, believes or okay? 
understand when you said that the fear and love, they are equivalent. Do we all agree? Does everyone else agree? Or uh, please speak. Oh. If you have a different uh, distance, please. Yeah, you um, were saying that the um, love and fear, like they're the same thing. Yes, the love of God, mm -hmm. the fear of the Lord, mm -hmm. is what produces the love of God or is equivalent or is equal to the love of God. Yes. I'd say it's equivalent. You said? You said it's equivalent. I, I didn't get the question again. You said the fear of the Lord. And then what it, else? Basically, it's equal to the love of God. What produces the love of God. So Emmanuel was asking so if... So fear is what produces the love of God. Well, you were saying that. Yes, that's what I said before. Okay. Yes. So he was asking if we all understood it. Yeah. We all agreed. Yeah. Okay. You agree? Okay. Yes, I do. So you, so you agree? Okay, please. Uh, can you tell us why you agree? Elishila? Yes. Yeah. Uh, why do you agree? Is it based on what he said or you have your own understanding? Um, I have my own understanding. I mean, we're talking about the fear of God here. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And that the fear of the law, hey, the fear of God is what produces love. That's what we're saying here. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Love for God, yeah. Yeah, so I would say I agree with that because of what Lionel said, and um, I would also want to add that um, if we, you know, Scripture says that if we love Him, we will do His will. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And as and that goes, that also lines up with um, love when we fear or when we have that um, reverential fear for God, we will do his will. And when we do his will, it's a way of us showing that we love him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Hot. yeah. Awesome. I like what you said. And just, because I really love us to understand you know, because what he's saying is quite deep. And, and we live in an era now that if you look at, like basically in our Christian stuff now, we don't talk about the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Do you get? Yes. Now what is being preached is mostly love, 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 grace, love, grace. Yeah. And, 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 and we find out that the produce of Christians that we have in now, we, if we say what I said, you know, it's it becomes for us to question like what are we really like what I'm missing, what is missing there? You get and you know, as I was looking at this this topic, I was just 
pumping about it, you know, like I said, it's very deep. That's the connection between love and fear is, is very deep, very, very deep. And I wish that is something that we talk more also about. But because I think it, it carries a phrase when people hear the fear of the Lord, they don't want to talk about it because they believe mm-hmm. that the love of, of the Lord just covers. I don't know. I'm just trying to my thought. Yeah, and so when you say that it is equivalent, you know, so that was why I was acting to be sure that we really agree with him, not just based on what he's saying. Like, do you really, and what you just said, just nailed it. Because um, for me, eh, I'll just, when he said it, that the love of is equivalent, what came to mind for me, and that was that I, I is that the love of God cannot be perfected in us without the fear of the Lord. Mm. So I can re, re, I can reroute it that way. That you can't say that you love God. It can be perfected without the fear of the Lord. And last week we were talking about faith, and you know I said that I lost my stuff. And one mm. of the things that I would have loved to talk about was that when we say that faith, eh? How, how are we supposed to live as people of faith? What are the conditions that surround it? And one thing that was come is that in this area of faith, there's something at the back of God is called perfection. Do you get it? It's called perfection. And so when we look at love and fear, that is that I said, I said that you can say that you don't go with that your love will be perfected only with the fear of the Lord. And if we look at it, uh, the scripture that stood out for me that I was just pondering on was that Proverbs 9 verse 10. Like, like I said, he has said a lot, a lot of scriptures, a lot of things, definitions, and so so a lot has been said, you know, in and in L in N in NLT, yeah. And TPP. You can just open it, please. Proverbs 19. Okay. NLT version and TPP version. Yeah, so in NLT, it said fear of the Lord is the foundation. That was stuck at me. Is the foundation of wisdom. And what is wisdom? We know that Christ is the what? For Christianity, you understand? Christ is the what? Is the wisdom of God. And in life, we need wisdom. If you want to, even to survive as a Christian, as a true kingdom man, you can't do, we can't do what without wisdom. And the wisdom I'm talking about is the wisdom that is embedded in Christ. And one of the definition of wisdom on the surface that I saw is, is that the ability to know and apply spiritual truth. I just love that definition, the ability to know, not just to know, you know and what to apply spiritual truth. So 
can say what that is the found is the foundation of wisdom. And when that as I was pondering on it, it occurred to me, and the question that came to mind was that when the gospel of the kingdom was being preached, what came first? You know, I never thought it that way. What came first? Because when I saw foundation and was trying to explain what wisdom is. So I'm like, how come that foundation is? And the question that I just know that what came first when it came to the gospel became known. And we see this in Matthew 3. The forerunner of it was John the Baptist, right? Brenton. Right? Abby? Yes. Oh, okay. So, so let's see Matthew 3. Matthew 3. Just want to amount on, on what you said about the love and please are we there? Yes. Okay, so now read. It said, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent ye for the kingdom of God is at and for this is it that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel and a leather girdle about his loins, and his meat was locust and white honey. Then came out to him Jerusalem, then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea. And all the region ran about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. What was the word that John was saying? Repent. What, what is that word saying? That was the scripture that came to mind. He was talking about the fear of the Lord. That was the reason. What, what that thing saying? Fear God. We're saying that you people, you need to start fearing God. That, that was something that was missing. And that was the foundation. And to see what, to just say, emphasize on that, verse 7, I said that, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, Oh, generation of vipers, who had warned you? Please, can we see the correlation that's going on within this word? Look at his word. Like, what, why is he speaking in this way? He said, Who has warned you to flee from the what? From the wrath to come. I will, I, I, I'm using this scripture. I wish that, like, is so what I know and understand about this something is 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 annoying, it's not in words. So what we feel me to really amount on, on, on it, but this was it that was using to show me that the foundation of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And he said that if the foundation be destroyed, he said we say, what can the what righteous do? If the fear of the Lord is destroyed. <laughs> and 
you are an orphan. This is what is in the body of Christ. And that, that is truth. If the fear of the Lord is on the same way that it is in your mind, you understand that you are, because there are so many things that happen that I start questioning myself, that, ah, why is this? Like, I just keep on, on I'm not a perfect man, no, but I just know that ah, this thing is not, why is, and let me tell you, like I said, the, de- the definition of wisdom, like I said, is what, the ability to know and apply spiritual truth. If the foundation, if, if fear of the Lord is, is rooted in your foundation, my brother, they said that that is the beginning of what? The beginning of wisdom. Now, it's called the beginning. What completed is love. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I, 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 I said that it, you can't say that. But if that beginning is cut off, my brother, there will be a lot of issues. And the, and the issues that we have now is based on this. And it's foundational issues. They are foundational issues. And that, that was why like this scripture was referred to me. I never thought that this way. You see that what was the message for that that came, this message of gospel? It was a message of what you repent. The fear was talking about you guys have stopped fearing God, yet they were children of God. Yet they were doing religion, yet they were doing so many things. Yet what God was saying is that, hey, these people don't fear me again. And what God was saying is that there is a day of judgment. And that leads me to, again to my experience. Also, just, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm like, oh, no wonder, no wonder. Because I remembered my encounter with God. And I cannot trace it. Oh, I'm like, no wonder. Because when that happened, I was I was shaking for some months. You won't get. I was like, what, what went wrong? What's going on? Why did I see God in this in this face? I could not take it. My heart was heavy. I was like, what's going on? But he knew what he was doing for me. So just when I'm just pondering on this, that I just understand. And I can I, I can bet you that that is what has kept part of what has kept me is not because we am strong or that I don't have emotions I don't have I'm just saying so many temptations the thing that always is that fear that fear of separation from him mm-hmm. and fear has di- different forms it's time pretty reverence worship but it's still fear. I, and I remember that, oh, that was it. Before then, let me tell you the truth. I've had encounters with him like twice. I'll be sincere. But they, they were not like, it was in the basis of love alone that I understood. I was a Christian. I've been serving, doing so many things. Do you get the knowledge I had? I didn't have that, that foundation. So he now had to come to me. It was when he came to me in that foundation, ah, that I now I now woke up. That ah, Tola, Christianity is more than this. And to be said, after that, for like some months, I didn't get me. I was just wondering. Then he now came to me again. And when he came to me, he now came to me in the fullness of love. 
that's what I'm saying that these two things, they are kittens that is that they are working hand to hand for a believer. After that first something that, that I was I was in because I didn't I, I told pastor that I was supposed to they could not understand what I went to. It was in my heart for months. Then Ina came again. Ina came in the era of love. And the symbol of God's love is Christ Jesus. I want to show you deep love. It was that love that not take away those, those, you know, my struggle about everything. Ina perfected my stuff. And since then, I've been running with that behind it. You know, I'm just saying this that if you're lucky, that is, is a foundational stuff. And like I said, we can see it in the literature of when Joe was coming, that was what he was saying. There's a day that you are going to meet God and he's going to judge. And on that day, he's not going to be anything than a judge. And there's something about his judgment is the righteous and just God. He is. And he has shown that when he took his face off his son, he can't be your sin. He has shown that. But the good thing is that, you know, this is why they don't want to talk about law and maybe fear of the law or something like that. Love, yes, we can talk more of love, no problem. Even to give it a, a scoring of 100, I would say that love is like 60%. That's for me. And fear is like 40%. You know, but it doesn't mean that, okay, like if you have 60% that you have a pass mark. No, because like I said, one of the foundation things about when that, okay, I'm living in faith. This is life of faith. The first thing for that comes is that is a life of perfection. God wants to perfect all that concerns us. And it is these two tools that must work hand in hand. So I'm just saying this. Just emphasize on that what that what the fear of the Lord is the beginning is the beginning. So you don't stop there. That was something. It didn't stop there with me when it came. No, it didn't stop there. That was just the beginning. It needed me to have that beginning. The inner came and gave me the the rest, which is His love and path and helping and still helping me. So it's the beginning. But is is the beginning that we cannot overlook, and is a beginning that is missing in the body of Christ. So when I'm talking, I want to talk about the body of Christ. is is a big burden. It is because whatever we are, whatever we are giving, whatever is trust to is for the body. It's not for us. It's for the body. It's the equipping of the body. It is lack of fear. That is happening now that in the same church we have guys doing yeah, we are all this kind of stores and they are Christians. What they don't understand, I would say, is the teaching of fear. What they understand more is love, love, the grace, love. I wish that we we all can have. I wish that is my own stuff because it will help, because that is what has helped me a lot. There are so many times that I want to do some things, you want to just, but, you know, I'll be constrained. I'll be constrained. I, I will remember. I will remember. Like I said, it's a spirit. I will remember. 
another example too, when I was uh, yesterday, I was coming for work, I was talking with my a colleague of mine. Uh, you know, the situation of the country is so like very, very good. We should not say something like people have there's a slang that, that they call Jackpa. They get that is what is happening now in Nigeria. And you know, I, I've come to meet people that you know when we start talking and they just tell me now. What are you still doing here? You know that kind of thing. What are you still doing here? What are you doing? There's, there's no hope. Did you get kind of thing? And you know, because when I'm relating with you, me, I, I relate to you based on how it is. So even to travel that, I will encourage you. If you want to like you have been me something, I will encourage you. But when that comes to me, that is encouraging. And I said, hey, sorry, I'm not going. Sorry. I, I, and they were like, why don't you want to go? Do you know that kind of thing? To be said, you only reason why I've not gone is because when I say, Papa God, I beg, she make I go. And he said, Don't go. That don't go is very painful. But the fear of the Lord will constrain me and his love too. Is that because I know that if I should go and I get there, and in the next morning when I want to have my money devotion, and I say thank you, Jesus, the, the first question that will come to mind is that who sent you? Do you get what I'm trying to say? There's something at the back that you just know, and that who sent you alone is enough to just wake me down. I don't know, maybe you get what I'm saying. Is the fear. Is the fear not to be on the opposite side of God? So I don't know. So this this issue of the fear is not something to be taken for granted, and it's something that ought to be rooted in our belief system, and it's something that is missing. So I just wish that God would just help us the more the body of Christ, you know, to come back to the basic, to come back to the foundation. And to teach and teach people about the fear of the Lord. And I pray that we too, as we are talking about it, as we are learning that, you know, God will continue to perfect that is fear and his love in our lives. Thank you very much. I'll just stop there. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Yes, um, is 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 what you said was really profound. You know, the the I'm on the fact that it's is the foundation, is the foundation, is the foundation. Even when you look at, <laughs> as you spoke, self, when you look at the, even the foundation of the church. Right was built, if you check when God was establishing certain things, um, he was trying to establish the fear of the Lord. And one of the things, if you remember when, um, because if he's not there, I tell you the truth, human nature will become perverse. Remember when we talked about the meaning of perverse? For one to act, to deliberate, stay so it's a deliberate thing because the flesh has the tendency to be perverse. It's already perverse. 
So Thank God you. Has yes. 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 God Just has continue. To, yes. God has to that fear to to crucify or to constrain that nature of the flesh to want to because the, the flesh should deliberately and obstinately that is stubbornly refuse to do the will of God or refuse or uh, uh, desire to act in a way that is unacceptable and unreasonable to God. And I was speaking that time when I was talking about this, scripture that came to mind is, you know, that um, when Paul was saying in Romans 12, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves, your bodies, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Take note of those two words. Holy, that is set apart unto God, and acceptable, that is in an acceptable way, unto God, which is your reasonable service. Which is your, another transition, say, which is your reasonable worship. From, from the words of a preacher that just simplified the meaning of what Paul was saying there is, the basic meaning of what he was saying there is, for what Christ did for us, for what Christ did for you, the reasonable thing, the most reasonable thing, which is a form of, which is your true worship, is to present yourself to him as a living sacrifice. And that is done in what? In humility. It is in humility. You know, that is what God now uses to, like you said, to establish the foundation. Because if it's not there, uh, for, for, for that's why you see how it's very important how a person comes to God or how a person encountered God. Again, those encounters are not, um, it's not, um, it's not orchestrated by man. It's God that decides, you know, but it's, it's highly important how it to determine a lot of things, you know. Um, I, even for me, I know how God came. If he did not come that way, ah, that thing has, like Emmanuel said, that thing, the way he came for me has, it instilled a defeat, the fear of the Lord. When I remember certain, when I remember it, huh, I tell myself, I know there are certain things I cannot do because of that experience. Now, it's, of course, it's over time that I realized the reason why he came that way to instill the fear of the Lord at the beginning, that was how it started. Because of his love for me. And because he does not want me to perish. So it is this passionate love that causes him to instill the fear of the Lord into his children. So that's why they, can, they, they cannot be separated. They cannot be separated. The fear of the Lord is equal to the love of God. Because that's what will produce true love. I say true love, not feelings, not, oh, butterflies in my belly. No, those things are fickle when it comes to God. And God, I mean, he's forever. So 
he knows the he knows the nature of man. So even when he was establishing the church, when Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Spirit, it was instant. And when you read it, you find out that when that happened, when they dropped dead, immediately, Bible says that, and fear came upon the church. That fear is the fear of the Lord. So that people, because imagine now, that was the beginning of the church. So there are certain things that had to be addressed very well so that people will not become perverse because, again, Ananias and Sapphira acted in a perverse way and God had to treat it in that way, had to address it in that way, to establish that. So that when he comes in the... um in the way that we understand love, in the love of it is built upon a very solid foundation, understanding that though the Lord is, or though the Lord has chosen to be a friend or to be a lover, he's, he's also to be honored. Is also to be revered, is also to be worshipped, is also to be feared, is also to be obeyed, is also to be, um, yeah. So it's a balanced, it's a balanced, um, it's a balanced, uh, what's the name? I don't know the word to use. It's a balanced knowledge, to have a balanced knowledge of God, if not, it to be, it to be a, so that's why it's good, is good to understand that the fear of the Lord is clean. That's why scripture says the fear of the Lord is clean. It's not an evil type of, it's a fear that actually is good for us, is good. And it's because of his love, it's because of his love. For he chastises those that he loves. Hebrew 12, Hebrews 12 reveals that anyone that does not go through this chastisement, he says, he passed, is not, is illegitimate, it's not, not a son. So the sign, the sign of his love is that he will instill his fear upon the person. And like I mentioned, I, I was reading it, I had not, I had not seen it before, but when I was pondering on this, when I read that he, Isaiah 11, I saw it there, that out of all the spirit, it is, the, it is that one that was prophesied that the Messiah would delight in. Since his delight is in the fear of the Lord. It was when you even read it, that I just like, ah, uh, like, I'm like, just imagine that when the one that it is delight, is delight. Do you know what that means? Is delight. After talking about several things, and they, they, they just said they just once, I mm-hmm. or, just move. Or, or twice, or move. But if that foundation <laughs> is not there, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. And the other place where it says that where the Messiah mentioned that I delight. 
is when he says, oh Lord, I delight to do your will. So you can see the connection there. Yes. Yes. Which was what Chila said. Yes. When you have the fear of the Lord. I want to do his will because it's a sign that you revere him. You, 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 it's a sign of true worship and it's a sign that you actually love him. You know, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's truly the foundation. I, I, like I said, when this came to me, I was just pondering. And it's, again, it, it came, God works in, in beautiful ways. We've not even touched the scripture that he used to put the topic in my, in my heart, which is the Psalm 25. We've not even touched it. That's Psalm 25 from verse 9 to 16. Because I was just reading it, reading it. And then, you know how it is now, you know, you know how it is when God is just speaking. He just dropped it. The fear of the Lord. And then that's when, you know, I begin, I began to read, I began to ponder, understanding more, understanding more, you know. And then you find out that, that is the foundation of everything. It's the foundation of wisdom, it's the foundation of knowledge. And when we go further in it, when we just like light it. We see all, like we see all the benefits that he says. He says it brings what honor. Uh, yes, riches, honor, and life. Now I'm reminded of Christ. It is because of this fear of the Lord, right? When he's doing the will of the Lord to the uttermost, the Bible now says that what. And now he was what giving a name above every other name. Abi, at the mention of his name, every name was now he's at the highest place of honor. And that is where he seeks to bring each and every one of us, so that where he is, so also we shall be. Does anyone have any other thing they want to say? Yes, Solomon. Good evening, all. Uh, good evening, bro. Yeah. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Well, a lot has been said. Um, I just let me not because of our time. Let me just. Can you guys hear me? Yes, very well. Okay. Yes. So let me just um, keep in something that I saw. Proverbs chapter Proverbs chapter 17. One is Proverbs chapter 16. Okay, let me do Proverbs chapter 17 first. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
I want to talk about what, what the fear of the Lord does to a man. Uh, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 28. It's somewhat far from what it is, but let's just look at it. The first part. First part. So you can read it in any other version. So even a fool. When he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. Wise. Um, that that that's one. Proverbs chapter twenty-eight, verse. Proverbs chapter seventeen, verse twenty-eight. But the A part. Then in Proverbs chapter fourteen, verse sixteen. Proverbs chapter fourteen, verse sixteen. Are we there? Yes. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 16. said, A wise man feareth and depart from evil. A wise man feareth and depart from evil. So, the fear of the Lord in, in summary, for me, it's is something that keeps us in check. Like, um, like, I will call it godly fear. I call it godly fear because fear is a motivator. It doesn't matter how it comes or where it comes from. Fear is a motivator. Um, it's either motivates you to do things. Let me give you an example. If you know, that the, your boss at work will do some certain things to you because it's a boss that might not take excuses from you. And you know how you know his dealings. So the fear of what he might say to you or the way he will say it will push you to do some things out of your way, even if it's not in your comfort zone just to make sure you avoid that either embarrassment or whatever punishment that might come. But if it's just about loving your boss, there will be this level of tolerance that you will say, ah, uh, I love him, but that boss will come in. But fear, fear sets things in motion inside of you that naturally you wouldn't do, like the fear of losing the Holy Spirit. If you've experienced it before, that fear will keep you in check. So that's why it's, it, it simply put, when the Bible is saying the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if we look at what wisdom is, wisdom is the Lord Jesus Christ. Wisdom is the Holy Spirit. Wisdom is making a choice, making the right choice at the right time. Wisdom is staying away from something when you're supposed to. Wisdom is simply put, like we read here, departing from evil of any kind. 
So he said, why is man fearing? And so if you look at that English word, can somebody read it in another version? Say, why is man fears and departs from evil? So in as much as God is our father, is first God. That title we can ascribe, then is our father. He said, God the father, God the son, God the Holy Ghost. So God first is fearful. So people, people abuse the love of God. Okay, let me say something else. You, you what? should notice. Mm, what? what, sorry. I like what you said, like people abuse word. Okay. So they, 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 they abuse that word love for God and he loves me. So he understands. Oh. So there is this room for his behavior. But if you notice the, the other people, the dark side, there is no mercy there. There is no forgiveness there. So there is a lot of conditions that make them to be so, so disciplined. Actually, what makes them that, that how strict or that careful with the personality they are dealing with is because he doesn't have this virtue. He doesn't love love. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have love. He doesn't have mercy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, that's why you notice, uh, I'm not giving glory to the devil, there are sons of God that are so much. If you notice, those guys are more diligent in their service to Satan, much more than the so-called sons, children of God, are diligent in dealing with the things of God. Do you understand? That's why the Lord Jesus Christ said, uh, I can't remember the scriptures. He said, why is it that the children of darkness are more, um, uh, I want to use the word wise, are more diligent, like prudent in their goings than the sons of light. I think that's, yeah, I can't remember it's in the mm-hmm. Gospels where he, the Lord Jesus Christ was yes. talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's there. You understand? So mm-hmm. it's it's the circumstances around the virtues of God that we abuse. But once you become servant, oh Lord, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, there is one scripture again. Uh, let me look, let me go down. Twenty-seven. Okay, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the sinners of death. Uh, fourteen twenty-seven. Proverbs fourteen twenty-seven. We just read Proverbs 16, 14, 16. Then 27 said, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the sinners of death. So having, having the fear of God is actually keeps us in summary, in alignment. It won't bring us into perfection. Because the fear of the Lord also helps us to be obedient. And that helps us to fulfill the destiny that God has assigned to us. Because many a times, we, it's easy for us to fall to temptations, to fall to sin, to fall to the flesh. It's easy, it's okay, it's all right. But 
we are restricted, we are constrained because we don't want to offend the father. That is when it has come to the place of a servant, a true servant, a true son. So the servant normally is supposed to fear the Lord. But if you notice, like Emmanuel was saying, we the, the love of the fear of God is like you are scaring people away. Why are you trying to scare people into salvation? Why are you trying to scare people mm, into submission? Mm, 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 mm. God is love, he knows you, you he's passionate. No, that's the doctrine. <laughs> now, for true sons, responsibility and the consequences is something that we are supposed to be aware of, conscious of. Therefore, our responsibility, there are consequences. If we do them diligently, there's a consequence. If we do them loosely, there's also a consequence. That is the character of a true servant. So when we mature in Jesus, it becomes that obedience to God is unexcusable. Obedience to God is not excusable. There's a level you get to with Jesus Christ that you can't disobey him. Now people can disobey at any way, anyhow, anyhow. But there's some encounters that you have with the Lord that you can't, when you call him Lord, you can't disobey him because there's a consequence. The Holy Spirit is even more terrible. And when I use the word terrible, I'm not saying bad. In the dealings, how the Holy Spirit deals with sons, it's more, it's, it's fearful. And let me use the word, it's fearful. And the Lord Jesus Christ can still, uh, you offend the Lord Jesus Christ, and you know, there is still some. But for the Holy Spirit, you will just walk away. And you getting him back, you will labor. You will labor. And for just one tiny mistake, you might labor for months. It depends on, his, on how God wants to show mercy to get him back. So, people that have tested God and the power of his might, and the koinonia, the relationship with the Holy Spirit, how sweet it is. The fear of losing that sweetness keeps us in check. And the Bible makes it clear that anybody that doesn't fear God is a fool. And we know the characteristics of fools. Their qualities mm -hmm. is, the, the, in fact, mm -hmm. is unending. And the qualities mm -hmm. and the characteristics and the end of the fool is unending. It's a list that goes on and on and on and on. And on. So, uh, for, for, for the church, why the church is lukewarm, like we see, the ministers, they, are not, they don't even understand what the fear of the Father is. The, uh. the, 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 the scripture is taking, one side of the scripture is taking, and we focus on it so much, mm. without taking the part of responsibility, the part of sons, the part of servants. You know? So, and that's why we, most of us cannot enter into our inheritance. Because we are not them, we are demonstrating the attitude of bastards, illegitimate mates, without regard, without without remorse, without uh, what, what would I use? Um, without respect, yeah, regard or fear of God. And finally, uh, what I have to say is, if you don't fear God, uh, let me use the word. You you don't fear your mate, right? You don't fear your mate. You don't fear. You don't fear your brother. You don't fear your mate. Um, but sometimes you're afraid of the soldier. Why? Because of what he can do. 
So you are afraid of those people. So somebody you are not afraid of, it's like you are at the same level with the person or you are above the person. So if you don't have the fear of God, it means you are trying to play God, one, you are trying to equate yourself with him, or you are trying to like, uh, uh, um, how do I use it? You are trying to, you, in fact, you don't recognize his authority, you don't recognize his, his um, personality. That's what it means. And for me, not fearing God is like treason. Yeah, there's one king. So not fearing God makes you do things your way, that you are like a king on your own. Why we have just one king, which is God, and he's to be feared. So that's just what I have to say. Um, the Bible has already been declared that in uh, 1427, Proverbs 1427 says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death, whatever the kind of death is. The fear of the Lord. Now, if you notice, Proverbs is not mentioned. Verse 26 said, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. 1426. And his children shall have a place of refuge. Then the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. So, if the fear of God is not there, and you have just love, you can still be subjected to death. You can still be subjected to some kind of death. But with the fear of the Lord, you escape every form of death, every form of it. So I hope I said something and the Lord ministered to us. And that's just all I have to say. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, bro. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, sorry. Uh, let me just say this. Uh, my end. Uh, please, uh, so that uh, to to kind of balance it, like, doesn't mean that uh, because we're talking about the fear, you know, we've, that doesn't mean that like, like, like I don't make mistakes. I still make mistakes. Please, to balance it up for my own end, I still make mistakes, and I'll still keep on making mistakes. But I'm working. The difference yeah, well, the, 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 the fear makes you go back to repentance. You pay me Yeah. Do you get the difference there is that there's a difference between making mistakes and something becoming a a, a lifestyle. Do you get when you can boldly say there's nothing wrong with it? Is it two different things? So I will still I'm still making mistakes, I'm still a work in progress. But still, there's some things that I know that I cannot indulge in. And I'll just start this example. Like this week, I was just taking some of my friends. Like I said, I have so many friends and I've got a, a lot that we, we were doing. So I was just checking his, you know, and I saw on his IG, uh, like he was backing up. So I was like, ah, oh, fine. Like maybe it's so he's a Mr. Of the gospel, you understand, very, very gifted. I'm very, very, very understand. So, all these stuff. 
And the person that he was backing up for this time around that, that I saw was, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Adekunle Good. Yes, do we get? So so I saw, so as I just saw that it was Adekunle Good, something just off within me. And do you know what I'm saying? And you see people praising him, like normally, if I see him or kind of song, I will, I will message him, I will say, okay, but this time around, I, 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 I could not do that. That's me. Because I'm like, come on, you're a minister of the gospel. And you're not, I, I know you are, I don't say, how come that you are, now you are backing up for Adekunle God? I, I don't know if you, you get what I'm saying. Now, I'm not perfect than him. The only difference is that what would make me not to say that even though they gave me 10 billion nega, they are come and back up, which I did money, and I will not do it. It's just one thing the fear of God. There are some things that it will just, it, it, it should cut you off from. There are some opportunity that will come your way that you will just say, no, not because you have money or something. You may be but, You know. This things is becoming more and more and more, and it is a question that I keep. What's going on, bro? What's going? On? Why are you doing this now? Why? And it is the same person again that you see see him again in church leading something. And like Solomon said, the reason why people are the other and they they are more prudent is this. What I notice is that the people that hand over to them. The people that taught them, they taught them strictly. They taught them strictly what it is, not missing work together. And when we come to our own end, the, now that's where the problem is. The people teaching us, they, will, they don't want to do this, they don't want to do that. So because of that, they can't say this. Do you get what kind of thing? And it's becoming a big problem. But in the other end, just for example, you want to join and want to initiate you. The beating they will give that person's life. Do you get it? Is a, you must continue in that legacy. Is that we are not continuing. And please, I just want this to be at the back of our mind. Let's always have the body of Christ. And whenever we're doing, let us always have it. We have brothers there. See, the person is, they're my friends and they will still be my friends. I will still keep on praying for them. But there's a lot of hours, our people there making these mistakes. And we need them to come out of it. As we to ourselves, we are working on ourselves. We need them to also. It's always painful for me whenever I'm seeing so many things and they're my brothers and my sister that I love so much. Go away, post. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you so much, Solomon and Mano. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say too much. I would just end with this scripture that is on the screen. Um, but before I sit, go on, Shilan Houston, do you have anything to, or oh, do you have anything you want to share? No. Okay. Houston, do you have?
Okay, yes, ma'am. Um, this Proverbs 14, 26, you know, when it says, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. There is strong confidence. And I agree. Of course, the scripture. But I say I agree. I'm, I'm saying I agree in the sense that it's an ex, it's an experiential knowledge that I know. It says, and his children will have a place of refuge. You see, he's there. He's in capital letter. So it's, it's us. Say so we will have a place of refuge. Because the fear of the Lord, again, pushes us to what? Righteousness. And when we're in righteousness, we are secure. There is no place for, it closes the door to any accusation of Satan, to any condemnation, to the other side of, to the other spirit of fear. The one that God has not given us. It, it shuts the door. It says there is strong confidence. We are able to be bold. You know, righteousness is one of the breastplate, is one of the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, which protects the conscience part of your heart. Because if a person's conscience is pricked or is weighed down, they cannot battle the enemy. Well, if they're secure, strong, then they have a secure place of refuge. You know, so, and that's why, like, all, all has been, Solomon and Emmanuel have said, you see, anyone that just focuses on the, I call it the superficial feeling of love, you know, of the love of God, that, which is, you know, I call it that. Anyone you, if you find out, if you look, check very well. Anybody that is not, does, does not have this balance, you realize they always struggle. Find out that they always struggle with. Um, again, I'm not saying that any, I'm not, again, I'm in no way saying that any, I'm better than anybody. We are not better than anybody. Everyone is functioning by the grace of God. If God removes his grace, no man can stand. But if you check, anyone that does not, is not, that if this foundation is not there, that they are only focused on, like I said, I call it the superficial feeling of love, of the love of God. You realize they always struggle with either uh, 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 depression or anxiety or fear. Have anyone noticed it? That's, oh, that's always their battle. Have you noticed it before? Yeah. Do we see it? And that's because this foundation, because it's this foundation that we push, and it's because many times when it is one-sided like that, Again, a person who does not have the fear of the Lord will do certain things, will, will, will go in ways that they will operate in the flesh, basically. 
And whenever a person operates in the flesh, it's already a, it's already a pathway that is judged, is meted out. What is meted out there is condemnation. So they will be on that pathway not knowing that it's because they are on that pathway. And the reason why one is on that pathway is because the fear of the Lord, the, the fear of the Lord is not there to constrain them or they not, or they, they did not choose the fear of the Lord. So let's have that understanding that the fear of the Lord, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. There is strong confidence and it is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares, from the traps of death. And I'm also reminded of, you know, uh, Moses' name, Joseph. It is because of the fear of the Lord that he did not commit that evil with Potiphar's wife. He said, how can I commit this great sin, this great evil against my God? It is the, the only, the, that's the only reason that man throw a naked woman in front of that man. The reason why that man will never touch that one. Either he, run, he runs away or he shouts for help. <laughs> the reason why that person is because of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is not there. Anybody, will, they will fall like a muscle of bread. Like a piece of bread. <laughs> Before which power do you have to read? That's why that, that, that temptation says flee, run. That's the only thing that will make a man or even a woman resist such. The fear of the Lord. That's why David, if you look at the, the life of David, in his younger years, he, he, he was in the balcony and he beheld a beautiful damsel that was having a bath. And then it arose and went after her. Because we know the story. By the time when with him, God sword shall not God now passed him through, you know, in sin of things later years when he was in bed in his older years the Bible says that but he was cold let us look for a beautiful that woman it did not even why is such why is such a or the means of just there's a sound there's a sound from your end Is it still there? 
David says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. We thank you for your light. We thank you for your spirit that is upon the spirit of the the Lord. That the Lord will help us to delight in the fear of the Lord. That is out of all the spirits, that is the one that the scripture revealed that Jesus delighted in. Because the fear of the Lord is what produces righteous judgment, is what makes us to see clearly. We see as God sees, we choose as He chooses. It's what makes us judge things based on human senses or mathematical senses. The sight of his eyes, nor hearing of his ears, but he will judge righteously. He will do the will of God. The lights of you. Oh, let my soul find the light of you. Yeah, 
Help us, Lord, to be conscious, to always to be reminded, to be reminded that. Anxiety, there's no cost or doubt by faith. We live by faith. We walk in the spirit. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the adoration. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. And so, Father Lord, we just thank you. Or does anyone have any, just one? Does anyone have any prayer points? We'll just be able to take one because of time. Yeah, I have a prayer point. Okay. Um, let the Lord just fight for me. Uh, against those that claim they are stronger than me. Um, there have been some attack around me. Uh, the Lord has been faithful. 